Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Nitzavim. Wow. We are standing as we do every year. Parshas Nitzavim is always read on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. While there are no mitzvos per se in Parshas Nitzavim of the Tariag, there are some very powerful concepts to help us prepare for Rosh Hashanah. What I'd like to do first is a quick review of some of the key points regarding Rosh Hashanah, and then, please God, if there's an opportunity, we'll come back to Parshas Nitzavim. Okay, so here we are, Mir Sashem, this forthcoming Sunday afternoon. Let's start with Mincha. And before you say Mincha, this Sunday afternoon, I want you to recall the very powerful words of Reb Elio Lapian, who says, take note that in the ninth bracha that we say all year long, we're saying the same bracha, we ask God to bless this year. What year? We're talking about the, clo- the closing few moments of 5,778. What does that mean? It means that if you just stop for a moment when you say that bracha, you're going to realize that we need his bracha every moment of the year, right? Kol hanashama tahalil ka al kol neshima unashima, literally with every breath. Okay, Emir Hashem, we go now to the night of Rosh Hashanah and what is especially noticeable is the um, changes, the additions and the change within the Shemona Esrei. Four addition and one very important change. The first addition is in the bracha of Mogain Avraham, Zochreinu Lachayim, and there, interestingly, we ask for life. We don't have any adjectives describing that life. Hashem, you give life. In the second request, in the second bracha of Machaya Mesim, then comes the next word, Rachamim. So keep in mind, we're going up from just asking for Chaim, we're asking now to Chaim Berachamim. In the end of the Shemona Esrei, in the Bracha of Hatov Shimcha, Uchsov Lechaim Tovim. Now we're going to beyond Chaim. Rachamim, we're going to Tovim, and finally, in the last bracha of Shalom Rav, Sim Shalom, Amavarechasamo Yisrael, we had Besefachayim, Bracha Vishalom, Parnasa. We are keep asking because the more we beseech Hashem, the more we have a right to ask therefrom. Most important, if you forget any one of these four additions, you are okay. You don't have to repeat the Shemona Esrei. However, the third bracha, that all year long, we say, Baruch HaTo Hashem HaKel HaKadosh. And now, we change it to Baruch HaTo Hashem HaMelech HaKadosh. This is so crucial that if one does not make that change, they must repeat 
the entire Shemona Esrei if they remembered after they've begun the next paragraph. If you say immediately, Baruch Ato Hashem, Hokel HaKadosh, whoops, HaMelech HaKadosh, that's fine. But if you realize later on, now what does that show? It shows not only that we are focusing on God as King, right, which is a basic theme of Rosh Hashanah, that we coronate Hashem, but it shows how important your tefillos are. Everybody listening might say to themselves, me, come on, how important am I and my prayers? And now the answer is, how important are you and your prayers? So important that if you didn't make that change, you have to repeat the entire Shmona Esrei. Okay, at the end of davening, please God, there's a beautiful practice that we wish each other. A shanotova same, you should be inscribed and sealed. Why? We look upon the next one as if they are righteous, and the righteous are ascribed immediately, says Rab Chris in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah. We look upon ourselves as if we are Benuni, and therefore we know we need the 10 days of a you made Shuva, and that's why we had that beautiful. Uh, wishing one another after the davening. We come home, we make Kiddush like we do uh, every Shabbos and Yom Tov, and the Chasima, the closing bracha of the Kiddush, Melech HaKol Aretz. Once again, Rosh Hashanah is coronating Hashem. That is so important. What is a king? A king has Melech Meimis Umechayeh. A king has the ability to literally give life, extend it, or has the capacity to terminate it. Now, we make the bracha of Shechianu. Good. What are we going to do next? Like we do every Shabbos and Yom Tov. We're going to wash, and we're going to make hamotzi. And there's the minog that, aside from the salt, whatever your practice is with the salt, you're then going to take the challah and dip the challah in honey. Good. You've made a hamotzi. Now, what are we going to do? We're going to do something which is an exception to the rule. Because whatever you're having as part of your meal, immediately after the motzi, we never make a bracha on. Should a person have a fruit cup immediately after the motzi, we don't make a bori pri or eights because it's all part of the meal. Whatever you're going to have, you're going not to make a bracha. However, Sunday night, we're going to take an apple and we're going to make a bore prior eights over the apple, even though we've made hamotzi. You're going to take a bite of the apple, you're then going to dip the apple in the honey, and you're going to recite the Yiratzon, Sholeinu, Shanot Tova Umesuka, that Hashem should renew for us a good and sweet year. Why? Because this simple gesture is full of um, mystical teachings, be it that, as Rashi notes in Parshas Toldos, when Yitzchak smells the garments of Yaakov, thinking that it's Esav, and Rashi says, like that of apples. The rabbis tell us, reminds us of Gan Eden, and I heard from a gadol that what's happening here, we are telling ourselves that this is a day of judgment, Rosh Hashanah, as we know, who's being judged, not just we, but those who live 
and those who live eternally in Gan Eden. And we're asking Hashem very simply that the judgment should be, please God, a sweet one. Okay, then comes what is known as Simna Milsa. We take different fruits, different vegetables, and we recite a Yehi Ratzon with it. Now what is this? This shows that I don't only pray with a Machzor, I can pray with a date, I can pray with beets, and I can pray with a pomegranate. What does that mean? Or, I heard from a colleague of mine a very interesting idea, Hayom Haras Olam. Rosh Hashanah is the time of the creation of man. Man was put in Gan Eden. The Torah says he called names to all the animals and presumably to all the trees as well. He understood the character of and here too we take the pomegranate and we say wow look at the pomegranate with its plentiful seeds and therefore we say and pray how we can use the pomegranate to serve Hashem, how we can use the date, how we can use the beat starting the year focusing on our positive service to Hashem. The bracha of Eights that you're going to make will certainly satisfy all the other fruits and I don't believe the custom is to make any other brachos in terms of the Ratzons are fine but the brachos just one bracha of the Bore Priya eights because I'm eating it as a ceremonial food I'm not eating it as an integral part of the meal okay we uh, finish the meal with Birkas HaMazon. Don't forset, forget to include uh, Yale Yavo. And here we are, please God, tomorrow morning. It's the first day of Rosh Hashanah. And we don't say Halil, even though it's a Yom Tov, because as the Gemara t- tells us, Sifrei Chaim, Sifrei Mesim, the books of the living and the dead are open on this day, and therefore we don't say Halil. Okay, now we come to the Kriyasa Torah. On the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we read Vashem Pokadeh Sarah, <clears throat> which is that Hashem remembered Sarah, and Sarah gives birth when she is 90, showing Am Yisrael to be Lamalam and Ateva, but that God remembers Sarah, takes Sarah's name out and puts your name in, meaning everybody is remembered on Rosh Hashanah. And then on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, we read the Akedah that Avram was ready, willing, and able that when and if he had to make that choice, he put his God before himself, his family. Very powerful teaching. Okay, then we come to the mitzvah of the day of Rosh Hashanah, which is, the Torah says in Pasha's Pinchas, Yom Trua. It is to be a day of blowing. The more correct translation of Trua is a, a cry. It's a day of crying. Now, what does that mean? In Parshas Baaloscha, the Torah says in chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, when God forbid there's going to be a war, a crisis in your land, Vahari Osem, blow a trua. And in Pasuk 10, on your happy days, blow a tekiah. A tekiah is a happy note, a trua is a sad note. Yom Trua, that Rosh Hashanah is a day that we blow, and according to our Mesorah, based upon the oral law of Gezei Shava, we blow a shofar on Rosh Hashanah. The idea is that we are basically saying two very different 
themes but not contradictory. One, Rosh Hashanah is a day that we coronate Hashem. And when you coronate a king, you do so by the blowing of horns. Ta-da! Ta-da-da-da-da-da-da-da! And here, instead of that, ta-da-ta-da, we blow a shofar. But the shofar is being blown to basically say, Hashem, we are accepting you as our king. That is very, very important. And that is the first reason for The second reason, the Rambam spells it out in chapter 3 of Hilchos Tshuva, Halacha Dalid, that it's Uru Yeshena Mishnaschem, that the shofar is a wake-up call, a wake-up call for those who, quote, waste their time, a wake-up call for those who don't spend their time in the positive way, wake up, look into your deeds, look into your life. It's a time to come on, wake up and smell the coffee and the roses and to realize that we're only here for a short period of time. Let's do it right and take a peek in the Sefer Achinoch in Mitzvah 311 who says that the day of Rosh Hashanah is Kiyumo Shel Olam. It is literally a day that keeps the world going. Why? Because if Hashem would not do this favor and judge us on Rosh Hashanah, so we would accumulate our sins from year to year until, unfortunately, there'd be too many. We have not stopped, looked, and listened, and then, God forbid, man would be worthy of being destroyed. Therefore, comes along every year. We stop, we look, and we listen, and we investigate our actions, and we, please God, use this as a call to tshuva. So two simultaneous themes, different, but reflect on one the other. Because once I accept Hashem as king, which is the coronation, well, that in of itself, listen to me carefully, because Rosh Hashanah is a day. It's the first day of a service you made, tshuva. Tshuva, where is the vidui? Where's the confession? Tshuva, where is the chatasiya visi poshati that usually goes with tshuva? And the answer is that just recognizing Hashem then obligates me, commits me, as we find indeed in the Musaf of the Rosh Hashanah. So what do we do? We blow before Musaf what is called Tkios de Miyushav. They're called Miyushav, which means the Tkios of sitting in contrast to the Tkios either within the Shemona Esrei, as the Svardim do, or in the repetition of the Shemona Esrei, as the Ashkenazim do, which is called Tkios de Mu'umad, because we're standing. Now, technically speaking, you could sit for the first 30. We don't because we are excited. We haven't had Shofa since last year. And out of Kovo to the Mitzvah, we, quote, stand. But in reality, you could sit for the first 30. The Musaf of Shmona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah is the longest Musaf of the year. And what does it entail? It entails three different sections, Malchios, Zechronos, and Shofros. And these Malchios, Zechronos, and Shofros really, according to the Sefer Ikarim, so 
he says that there are really three basic components to Jewish philosophy. One is the existence of God, which is Malchios, and we tend to say ten different psukim to reaffirm our belief in, quote, his existence. The second thing is Scharva Onesh, that there is divine providence. He is involved in our life, reward, punishment. This is Zechronos, that he remembers all and knows all. And we say Tem Psukim of Zechronos. And finally, the third aspect is Torah Minashemayim, that the shofar was blown at Sinai. And we believe that Hashem gave a constitution to the Jewish people. And this is the uh, third section in the Shemona Esrei of uh, Shofros. Very, very important. Try to have a machzor with a translation so that you should understand what you are um, reciting and whether it's a Russian translation or an English translation, whatever works for you, say the Shemona Esrei slowly. Enjoy it. Enjoy the personal encounter that you have with Hashem. Take your time and even if the Chazan begins and you're still in the middle of the Shemona Esrei, keep on going. Don't worry. To quote my late father, who had a very strong sense of humor, you're going to leave shul the same time that everybody else does as well. Now, <clears throat> you go home, enjoy the lunch afterwards. The uh, There's a minog not to do too much sleeping on Rosh Hashanah. The idea is put your time to good use. If it's not going to be put to good use, then go to sleep. But there is that minog of saying tashlech on Rosh Hashanah, going if you can <clears throat> to a flowing body of water. And what's that all about? One, they coronated kings at a flowing body of water as a sign that his kingship should continue and endure. And that's what we're doing on Rosh Hashanah, coronation, right, to Hashem. And others say it's to remind us of the Akedah, the Satan tried to every which way deter Avram from going to the Akedah, including put, putting a uh, body of water in his way, and Avraham is not deterred. He goes in up to his nose and says, that's it, Hashem, call is yours. And the water is split, and he's able to go to the Akedah. I just want to go to the very beginning of Nitzavim and give you a very, I think, important message from the beginning of Pasha's Nitzavim. The literal translation of the first verse, bring it to the table. Who is talking? Moshe to the Jewish people, about to enter the land of Israel. Atem, he says to them, you are all standing today. And he goes through enumerating all the different components of the Jewish people. Okay? Comes along the Zohar and says, yes. What I just said is Pshuto Shal Mikra, the literal translation, but there's a deeper understanding here. It's not by chance that we read Pashas Nitzavim every year on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, and therefore the Hayom says the Zohar refers to the Rosh Hashanah. Atem Nitzavim Hayom, you the Jewish people are still standing today. Kulchem, 
Why? After all, as the first Rashi says, ay, 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 that they were very much concerned about the Tochacha that we just read. And my goodness, how can the Jewish people endure? So the answer is Kulchem, meaning that you are all together. There's a community, that you are part and parcel of a community. And therefore, the Medrash as brought down in the tour in the first simon of Rosh Hashanah, says, oh my goodness, look at the Jewish people and look how different they are from the rest of the world. When someone is on trial for their life, they're not concerned, how do I look? They don't bathe. Why? Because they are very much worried. And we demonstrate a sense of optimism, right? We bathe before Rosh Hashanah. We dress nicely for Yom Tov. Wait a second, where is this optimism coming from? So the altar of Kelm gives a very beautiful answer. He says, each individual has to worry. What's going to be next year? On a very personal note, will we be here next Rosh Hashanah? Everybody has to be concerned about that very question. However, one very important point, what do we know going into this Rosh Hashanah? I don't know what's going to be with any in person individually, but I know one thing. Netzach Yisrael lo yishaker. I know that there always will be a Jewish people. I know that the Jewish people are going to make it. And therefore, says the altar of Kelm, if you want to know what is the successful way for the forthcoming year, Become a cloud person. Become a person that the community needs you. Become a person that acts for the community. And each and every one of us can find ways. Volunteer for the community. There are chesed organizations, if you're not yet a part of it. What you can do in shul, you be the one that people who leave the sedurim out quietly without anybody knowing. You clean up and you put everything back in its place. You be the one, if you have that kind of a personality, you be the one to greet newcomers who come to shul. You be the one to compliment those that are doing things in the shul and to reinforce it. You be the one to say to a family that is struggling, how can I help? There are so many ways that each and every one of us can become a clown person. <coughs> a person who the community needs them. And as a result, that is a sure way for a person to be secure and say, well, the judgment on me is not just a personal judgment, the judgment on me is a communal one, and you'll ride on the coattails of the community because, as we pointed out, one thing we know for sure, the Jewish people will make it to the finish line. I take this opportunity to wish Nachum and his family continued success and atzlacha in servicing the Jewish community by providing them with pride, with Yiddishkeit, with all different aspects of Torah, music, news, and just the sense of belonging to Klal Yisrael. In good health, Nachum, for many years to come, we should all be the beneficiaries of your wonderful service. Wishing everybody a Shabbat Shalom and a Ksiva Vachasima Tova, a Shnas Chayim Vishalom to all.